You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot No, I just be listening to pods Yeah, one in particular I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at PigskinPodNet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag TPPN. Uh, Matt is here with me. We're going to discuss breaking news in the football world. Christian Pulisic, Jose Ferreira. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? The real football, baby. The USA announced their their national their team that's going to the World Cup. I can't wait. Uh, but I know that's not the football most people care about, unfortunately. But uh, it's not even football. It it's is football, soccer. Sir. How dare you? It is football known around the world as the most popular sport in the world. U.S. just decides they want to be different. But I am excited about that. Eleven days, I believe, until the first game kicks off. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of not football watching going on in my house from like November 20th till right around Christmas, I think is when it ends. So I cannot wait for that. But anyways, we um, will be recapping the Monday night football game between the Ravens and the Saints. We're going to discuss a little bit about the Josh Allen injury and then what's the Ravens and the Saints, right? Now I feel like I said that wrong. Okay. It was the Ravens and the Saints, yes. And then we will preview the Thursday night football game between the Atlanta Falcons. It was so memorable. I don't know how you forgot it. Um, I'm going to be honest. <sighs> Didn't watch a single second. Of it. I watched some. We were we were at a pizza place, so I flipped it on. I watched the end of the game with my father-in-law. So it was definitely interesting. I It was uh, – 
there was like six minutes left. I came home and I, I ran back to change because they kicked a field goal. It was like 20 to 26. And I come back from changing. It felt like it was like three minutes. I changed, came back. It was 27 to six. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess something happened here. Yeah, I was, uh, I won't, I won't even lie. I'm not going to pretend to hide it. I was, uh, I was watching Love is Blind. Uh, I am obsessed with that show. Uh, I love other people's drama. I'm going to be honest. I like to silently judge people from my couch as well. Um, and so I was all excited. I was watching that. I was trying to, I think the last two episodes released today. Maybe that's what I'll go watch. We were just talking right before the show that I'm looking for something to watch uh, before Debbie debates. And I'm that's what I go watch the final two episodes. I need to know if Barty said yes. I need to know if he said yes. Uh, and I'm about to go find out now, actually, after this is over. You know, and the person you should be talking to is Ricky because he also loves that. He got the, the season he? of screeners. You he know, watched them all in one day before the show ever dropped. It's funny. There's a lot of people who I think will not admit it publicly that they like that show. It is a good show. Like if you just like drama, I, I like, and I feel like this is, I'm not knocking anybody who has drama in their life. I don't like, I live a like, I don't want to say bland. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I don't have a lot of drama. Like I'm, I'm very, I love my wife. I have two amazing kids. Like I have a shitty job, but I have a great hobby that like takes up a lot of time as well. Like I love my family. I have no drama. So I love watching other people's drama. And I love like silently judging people like, what would Matt Bruning do if he was in a situation like this? And I just like to play out those little fantasies in my head. So it's fun. I enjoy it. I don't watch that one, but I have watched, as you know, with my wife, the um, 90 day fiance, the other way where Americans like go abroad for no apparent reason for the, it's hard not to get sucked in and be like, I cannot understand how this is happening. Exactly. Like you end up rooting for people and, and, and rooting against people. Like it's, it's fun. It's uh, I enjoy it. So that's what I ended up watching. It's like, you know what? I want a little bit of uh, I didn't think the game was going to be good. Sounds like it wasn't. Uh, I wanted a little bit of drama in my life Monday night. So that's what I put on. Now let's talk though, a little bit about that Ravens saints game is the Ravens won 27 to 13. Um, despite all of the injuries, Matt, it does seem like the Ravens are figuring it out. Yeah, and you know they managed to get um, twenty-seven points. They managed. Uh, they're six and three. Uh, they're pretty comfortably up in their division. They look like one of the better AFC teams. And they've done it all with Bateman's not coming back, but the the lack of a passing game or a consistent passing game hasn't seemingly bothered them. Kenyon Drake might actually be a better option for them at running back right now. So they they really haven't missed a beat. J.K. hasn't been there. Uh, much of the year, don't know if he's going to come back. And I liked what they got from Isaiah Likely, too, um, filling in for Mark Andrews. So, you know, they're on the on a bye this week, but I think they're in great shape to, to clock right back in and, and make the playoffs. We thought they would probably be the most likely team to go from worst to first in the AFC. You have one team that does it every year, and um, they're looking like a good team to to bet on. Yeah, I mean, even if they're able to get some of these guys back as well, um, Lamar has been playing amazing this year. Is J.K. supposed to be back sometime soon? I know I thought Harbaugh said a couple weeks ago that they thought he was still three to four weeks away, so you're probably not expecting him for your fantasy season, but maybe they can get him back for a playoff run um, from the NFL side of things. Yeah, and I think it's a little unclear whether he's gonna gonna be back at any point this season if he's healthy enough to get back. Um, 
it's going to be a lost season. But Gus Edwards should be able to bounce back and be healthy. You know, he was out with a banged up injury. But Kenyon Drake's actually looked pretty good, not just for the Ravens, but for fantasy too. It's it's shocking. Yeah, I, hey, I've enjoyed it. I've had to start him a couple times uh, since he's been the starter there for the Ravens, and he's been better than I expected. Can the Saints with a loss here to Baltimore remain in the or sorry, get into the playoff race? I like what Andy Dalton's done for them. We know Michael Thomas gone for the year. The last three years have been rough for him. That Jarvis Landry signing looked great in the offseason too, but they really haven't gotten much out of him. I like what Chris Olave is doing. He's been carrying that passing game. I like what they're getting out of Alvin Kamara. He seems to be able to better utilize all of his skill set with Andy back there. They seem to be a better team. Juwan Johnson's interesting. They've had some contributors. The best thing going for them is the NFC is pretty weak, including their own division. They're three and six now. That's not great. A um, couple more losses and they will play themselves out of it. Uh, you know, I think they're right on the cusp. If they can't get a couple of wins, they are going to play themselves out of it. We're seeing that in the NFC West this weekend. The three and six Cardinals will play the three and five Rams. I personally think whoever loses that game is Dunzo. The Saints are pretty close. They're like again, the best thing going for them is their division. Their division leaders, Tampa Bay, who always struggles with the Saints, and Atlanta, who we didn't even think was going to be trying to win this season, are leading that division at four and five. So it's very possible seven or eight wins gets you in and nobody's really running away with it. That's to me, that's probably their best chance, but there's a whole group of NFC contending teams, you know, the saints, the Packers, the Rams, the Cardinals, even the Buccaneers that are all kind of teetering on the brink below 500. As we head to mid November and week 10 football, they've got to either start winning games or they are going to play themselves out. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously, as you just kind of mentioned there, the only real shot they have is their own division. But they have had Tom Brady. And let's just be honest, Tampa Bay has just not been, I think it's mostly due to those offensive line injuries. I mean, when you're starting like your fifth and sixth guy on the offensive line, it's not great. Uh, that, I think, has been a really crusher to that to that offense and to that team. But New Orleans, as you mentioned, they've had their numbers, so there's a realistic shot, I guess. As crazy it is to say that we're sitting here going into, what, is this week 10? And they're three and six, and they still have a shot to win their division and possibly make the playoffs. Is a and they have a pretty winnable game this week, so that's uh, that's the good news for them. What is their? Uh, let's see here. What is the rest of their schedule? Oh, let me pull it up. They so, have the later oh, buys. Yeah. yeah, the Steelers. Yeah, that's definitely a winnable game. So yeah, they've got. Um, oh yeah, they really do. Uh, so. They got Saints, Rams, 49ers, Bucks before they hit their bye week. Coming off a Monday night game, too. So they've got like a long layover before they get back into it. Uh, yeah, and the 49ers is probably the only one that I'd say is going to be a real stretch. Probably, the Rams yeah. aren't playing good football. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers and Rams are capable of winning those games. And if they lose one or both of those games, that's probably a bad sign. But then coming out, they get the Bucks and the Falcons. It's a great chance to try to make up. Yep. ground in the division by the time they get the browns deshaun watson will be back so that that's going to be tougher i would say that eagles game is yeah. probably not likely but then they close with the panthers so i mean like i said you could potentially get it for eight that i think they have to win steelers rams they probably need to win at least one of the bucks falcons games and beat the panthers yeah i mean if you go 
heading into your bye week, there's a realistic shot that they're six and seven, as you just mentioned, because they could easily beat the Steelers, Rams, and I think Bucks. So then really the 49ers game is a toss-up. They could either be going into their bye six and seven or seven and six. So I think both of those really does give you a chance. And then as you mentioned, the, the worst part about it is the Browns, which I still think are a beatable team, even with Deshaun Watson, the Eagles is the big one. Like, yeah. I think that's going to be those last three weeks will be obviously crucial for the Saints and that entire NFC South. Speaking of the Eagles, who are considered the best team in the NFC, so widely considered so far this season, the AFC's best team has been the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Reports are that he is dealing with a UCL injury. So for those of you who don't know, uh, that's like a big pitching injury on the Major League Baseball side of things. It affects your grip. It affects your ability to throw with decent velocity. Probably will affect his ability to go deep down the field. Right now, there has not been any reports on whether or not he will miss this game. I've seen some stuff saying that they think he will be out at least one week. Um, he did deal with this earlier in his career, and he missed four weeks of action. This was back in college. Missed four weeks before he came back and played. Uh, we have not gotten any update on like the severity of the sprain or anything. They just say the sprain; it's not a tear, which the sprain is technically just a small tear, but it's not a complete tear. Where like he needs a surgery, a la Eben Roethlisberger. What uh, what are you doing right now with Josh Allen? Uh, assuming. Assuming they say he sits this week, it is what it is. We can't do anything with him, at. But if they're like, he's going to sit one week and come back, like, is there any fear whatsoever in your mind starting him for the back end, a probable, possible playoff push for you on the fantasy side and playoff run if Josh Allen is dealing with an arm and elbow issue? Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. I mean, there's always a fear, but I think you got to put him in anyway. Um, You know, he does a lot of his action on the ground that was actually where he made most of his points even this last week was was his rushing and his rushing touchdowns and i think if they're going to play him you got to play him i'd be more leery about this week since he's coming off of you know obviously an injury situation and they're a little bit questionable about whether or not he uh he can even suit it up this is the week i'd be a little more cautious it'll be interesting if they have case keenum i actually think case keenum could be decent here going against his former team the vikings this is a pretty big game and the bills are in a pretty big crossroads the two losses they have are in the division which is a really grim sign for a division that's uber competitive there's three teams with six wins now in the afc east so they really need to truck along and i think if josh allen comes back he's going to be aggressive yeah i i think 
if you have him, you've got to play him unless you have a much better option. Um, or not, I shouldn't say a better option, but if you have a a top-tier quarterback on your bench, um, which for me would be like a Herbert, maybe you've got Dak. Um, if you're not super flex playing, I like I in a couple of leagues that maybe I have Josh Allen, Justin Watson? Fields in one and Aaron Rodgers in another, like I actually don't feel that. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, I don't feel bad about playing Justin Fields. I, I'm not playing Aaron Rodgers. I'll take my shots with with uh, with Allen there. But it is going to be something to watch, and I do hope that it's not bad because I don't want to see like a Ben Roethlisberger type thing happen here with Josh Allen. Now, they can bounce back. You see pitchers all the time get Tommy John surgery, and they come back within like a year. Uh, I just don't like this is such seems like such a big year for the Buffalo Bills, their playoff run, possible Super Bowl chances. I hate to see that get derailed by this, especially with as weird as this season has been. It's it's frustrating to hear like one of the best players in the NFL is dealing with a, a serious elbow issue like this. It's been the whole 2022 season. Yeah. Um, I do want to touch on one thing you you actually just uh noted. The Colts. So we have not gotten, at least me and you have not gotten a chance to really talk about Frank Reich being fired. And like, I think we talked about it last week. Yeah, we, you mentioned we did it on Monday. But, oh yeah, that's right. I was with you on Monday. I was trying to think, it's like, was that where they run it? So, but they replaced him with Jeff Saturday now, which I don't think we talked about. Who, everybody keeps crapping on him saying he has no coaching experience. Technically, he's the head coach of a high school football team. So he has some coaching experience. But he has no NFL coaching experience. Uh, what were your thoughts when this kind of got released that Jeff Saturday is now going to be the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, I think the big thing, I feel like I mentioned this on Monday too, is they said he has a real close relationship with Ursay, And the thought is he's probably evaluating the organization as much as coaching. I think the interesting news that's come out later is the, um, the guy with zero experience that they tapped to call offensive plays. And I get the, oh, there's no experience and this is not, it's not like they're experienced play callers. They've had the most of the season have been doing a bang up job. I mean, they had a horrific offensive performance last week. I think the bigger question is, are they going to stay the course and just keep rolling out Sam Ellinger, which we haven't heard any indications they're, they're doing elsewise. So I assume they're kind of giving up on the season they're playing the Raiders. So we won't even know if they're out of that game until the fourth quarter because the Raiders could be up 20 to nothing and it won't matter. Yeah, I guess that's going to be the big thing is will we see him? Because they, ha- they haven't announced, right, if they're going to stick with Sam Ellinger, go to Matt I'm Ryan. assuming they're staying with Sam Ellinger because they haven't made any comments and we haven't ever gotten any updates about Matt Ryan's health. He was injured. Uh, which was part of the reason that they were making the switch. They also have Nick Foles. We haven't heard anything. I I honestly don't know why they wasted the time and money to go get Nick Foles for how this season has played out. Yeah. Well, I assume they expected to be the leaders in the AFC South and and pushing toward a big playoff berth like we all predicted, and that has just not worked out at all. Well, when they flipped to Ellinger, they were 3-3-1 which isn't incredible, but it was in no way, shape, or form out of the race. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, that's why they fired Frank, Wright. He's, um, uh, I've questioned some things about that man, uh, well, for quite some time. So a lot of the discussion was that Ursay made them go to Ellinger. So 
I know. No, that wouldn't surprise me either. That he's he seems like one of the owners who doesn't know how to keep his hands off the rest of the team. All right, let's talk about this Thursday night football game, the Atlanta Falcons against the Carolina Panthers. For the Falcons here, AJ Terrell is listed as questionable. Aside from Patterson, are there any Falcons you feel comfortable playing uh, on Thursday night? So uh, Mariota is a decent QB two option for me uh, with with his with his legs. He's been putting up decent points. The real question, as we've talked about before, is Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I love their talent. I don't trust them to get consistent volume, but just about the time you're completely out on Kyle Pitts, he gets like five catches for eighty yards and a touchdown just to mess everything up. Drake London started going great guns. He seems to be the one that's faded down the most, and I really don't know what they're doing with their passing game. But last week was fascinating, too, because we'd seen incredible inefficiency from Tyler Algier. Well, Cordero Patterson was there. Cordero Patterson comes back, scores a couple touchdowns. He was RB7, but you know who was RB15? Tyler Algier, who had 99 yards on 10 carries. They really want to run the ball, and it's, you know, he's almost still somebody I'm considering in a deep league flex. The landscape for every position is not good right now between injuries, bye weeks, and just, I mean, who are you starting from, like, Denver? I'd almost rather roll Tyler Algier than try to choose between Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, and Latavius Murray. I was actually going to say I'd be perfectly fine throwing Algier in a flex spot. I thought you weren't going to mention him when you went to like the Patterson route and then went to the wide receivers. I mean, in in a this is a half point PPR league. Like his past couple of weeks, eleven sixteen and then twelve point eight last week. Like that's more than good enough from a flex spot. Like I, I think I'd be more than comfortable starting him. I actually just got a trade in a redraft league for him. Someone wants me to give him up for Kate Otten. I don't know if I want to do that or not. My tight ends are well. I got Noah yeah. Fant, who's been decent. The past last couple weeks i don't know if i can trust him overall but well i I mean that's the thing the falcons want to run yeah i thought njoku was going to be back this week he might be but yeah the falcons want to run and i think they'll be able to grind it let's be honest this thursday night game we've had some pitiful matchups this might be the pitifulest yeah, I, I mean, well, so here's the bad thing, though. It's like we say, yeah, you can start Tyler Algier. You can start Cordero Patterson because this is going to be a bad game. And then Tyler Algier is going to get, like, no work because this is just going to be a horrible game. Like, I just have that. This is one of those feelings where, like, this is not going or to end it's up some, like, 45-48 shootout, and it's all these B-League wide receivers. This yeah, is the Brian Hurts yeah. 300-yard game. Yeah, or or Kyle Pitts or Drake London goes off after everybody finally benches him because he hasn't done anything, and you're starting Tyler Algier to get you four points. Oh. Yeah, that that's what's coming for the for the for the Falcons. On the Panthers side here, Rashard Higgins is questionable. Who do you think should be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers tomorrow night? I mean, I was fascinated that Wilkes said they're staying with Walker. I don't know if it's because it's a short week, but it's not like Baker is any less familiar with McAdoo's offense. Walker looked horrendous in the first half, uh, and they replaced him with Baker, who looked really good. I don't know why you wouldn't give Baker a shot again because you went and traded for him. The only thing I can think is maybe they're worried about what it does to DJ Moore because when Baker's been in, DJ Moore, is, is his fantasy value seems to be dead. And the one thing we would say about P.J. Walker is he knows who to get the ball to. I, I just don't trust, you know, maybe you're playing – Donta Foreman, especially given the running back situation. Chuba's potentially back. 
their offense is not good. I would like to play DJ more, and I probably still am playing him as a low-end wide receiver too, but you could get wide receiver one production. You could get wide receiver five production, and that's the terrifying part about taking a gamble on these. It's Thursday night. I mean, you have the whole rest of the week, and that's where when I'm sitting there, how excited am I to gamble on DJ Moore and Drake London and these crap show pass games when I know I have 13 other games to tap from. Yeah, that's um, that was our fear last week, right? Like we had this discussion about DJ Moore and I, I benched Damian Pierce and then Pierce goes off and DJ Moore, unfortunately, just like completely shits the bed. That That is a 100% what I'd be worried about. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think at this point, I'm just fine benching DJ Moore. I just don't think this is going to be his season. And like, if he goes off, I, I think that's bad. Like it's a good process, bad result kind of thing. Like I'd much rather look down at my bench and see, oh, okay, so DJ Moore outscored whomever you have in your flex spot by five or six points, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I could have had that compared to looking at your starting lineup and realizing you left a guy on your bench because you put DJ Moore in your flex spot and they scored you like 20 more points than DJ Moore because he only got you two that week because he's had more, like I was going to, I'll pull up his thing. He's had more bad games than he has good ones. Like it's just been a weird year. Even when PJ Walker first came in six, 11, two, nine, eight, two, and then 16, 27, and then three last week. No, 16, 27 were, were all PJ Walker. And so I just, I, I don't know. Like it's and not a bad I think Steve Wilkes has DJ Moore on his fantasy oh, team. Sure. And he's yeah. like, I don't care what Walker looks. Baker still hasn't figured out that I want him to throw the ball to DJ Moore. Because it's it's uncanny. He throws it everywhere but DJ Moore. I don't understand. I mean, it, it's got to be. I think it's just Baker is, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's hesitant to do it because he wasn't like that in Cleveland at least one year, really the first year. I don't know if you remember this. This is back in like week two or week three. The reporters asked DJ more about getting open because Baker had like made a comment. I don't think it was like calling anybody out, but he was saying like, if they're open, I'll throw them the ball. And they asked DJ more is like, well, are you getting open? And he's like, well, open being open is different interpretation to every quarterback. Some quarterbacks can see half an inch is open. And some, some quarterbacks need to see three or four inches for open. He's like, Yikes. Like I, and I do think DJ Moore is one of those guys where like he creates separation with in route, but also at the catch point to get the ball. Maybe Baker's just not willing to force it in there for whatever reason. I, I don't know, but it, it's one of those things where I think DJ Moore is unfortunately like I've moved him onto my bench. And it's just one of those things where like, if he puts up another 16, 20 points, it's just like, well, like would have loved to have that, but I would much rather just not take the risk of getting five points from you because Carolina is just a bad team right now. I just I think it, that part of it is what it is. Uh, I am taking, though, the Falcons to win the game. Yeah, Dennis says he's taking the Panthers at home. He is a braver man than I. I'm also taking the Falcons. I actually, I'm starting to lean toward the Falcons might be the team that wins the division. I wouldn't be surprised because they've been the most consistent. Like, I think that's what matters. Well, and... Imagine like the first playoff game being the Falcons playing either Dallas, probably Dallas, who will be the top wild card. Yeah, that'll be fun. RIP, well, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Falcons season. Yeah, that really, really hurts my all my Desmond Ritter shares as I thought he was going to be starting by now for Atlanta. 
Well, and on the flip side, Matt Corral breaking his foot, I still think he'd be the one that's getting a shot. Yeah. There is talk he's out of the boot, you know, if they want to try to. I just. I think they put him on season ending IR, though. Well, and I don't really see the point in rushing the dude back now to try to throw him out there with no prep because his thing happened during training camp. It just. Yeah. Sam Darnold, I we keep waiting for him to come off too because it wasn't supposed to be that bad of an injury. Now you're on week ten. I don't know if they just decided that they're if they like PJ Walker. Yeah, I guess so. We'll see. It's gonna be a whole new regime, coaching staff, everything next year. So, all right. So that will do it for us today. Though we'll be back tomorrow to recap, or not tomorrow. I'm sorry, Friday. on Friday to recap the Thursday night football game, and we will uh, preview the entire. Week 10 NFL slate. Everybody have yourselves a great day. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday. Give us a rate and review. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wall wide already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly. Only tackle the four yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs>